Company of One, episode number 27. Hello, this is Dale Callahan, and again, I am your host for Company of One, the show where we explore how you are a company of one, that you are an individual business, that you have complete and total control of your income. As a matter of fact, you have complete responsibility for your income. You don't, you don't have to be controlled by arbitrary pay grades, by waiting for pay increases, by waiting to be told what to do. As a matter of fact, the people paying you really don't want you to do that. And we're teaching you how to do that, how to empower yourself to freedom. That's what this show is about. Today we have a, a guest on the show, uh, like some of the other guests I have had, Brian Rabin, uh, Paul McGuire, and today I've got Sally Murray. Now, Sally's a bit different. She is not an IEM graduate, uh, an alumni from IEM. It's not a total requirement to be an alumni to be on this, this show. Um, but I, I know Sally as, uh, I've actually been a client of Sally's and uh, have talked to her you know, as a client and not. Uh, for over 18 months, uh, Sally is the owner or the franchise owner of the Atlanta-based Agoscu Clinic. Now, you probably don't know what Agoscu is. And, uh, I've got links in the show notes. Uh, and that's uh, Dale Callahan slash 27 to get to episode 27 to get the show notes to get to Agoscu. But let me just tell you real quick, if you have um, uh, arthritis, back pain, migraine headaches, other kinds of aches and pains, knee pains, you know, things that maybe are sports injuries even, and they've just been nagging you and you just can't seem to get rid of them and maybe people are talking about doing surgery on you, I, you, I think um, you would do yourself a favor to check out Agoscu. It's, a, it's such an obvious therapy of what they do, and yet it's not obvious uh, as, as so many things in the medical field. But before we get to that interview, and I'm going to go to that interview with Sally in a minute. Of course, we pre-recorded that. And um, the before we get to that, I'm going to be uh, in Richmond, Virginia. As a matter of fact, as you're listening to this, I am probably in the Virginia area uh, for a couple of days. But I will be in Richmond, Virginia, speaking to uh, the Central Virginia, or it's the Richmond PMI group. Um and I will be speaking at their dinner meeting on networking and in the, uh, how project managers should be better networkers. A big part of being a company of one, a big part of being your own CEO, if you've looked at the blog post about roles and responsibilities, being your own CEO means you have to set the strategic direction for your career, for your income. It's really up to you. Nobody else is going to do it. And if you're waiting on your boss to do it, you're um, you're sadly misguided. Uh, that's not your boss's responsibility, nor should it be. And you're a fool if you're thinking it is. And and, uh, and I say that as having been a fool many years of my life. Also, that you know we we think we go to work and we know our boss or our, our uh, superiors are trying to help us to grow and some of them are some of them do a great job but ultimately they're not looking out for us uh, and and nor should they be they have a responsibility of looking out for the organization that they work for just as you do but one of the key things that we find that really 
massively opens up the doors for people and for people's lives is networking. And I hate networking. Um, so, you know, as, as I tell people when I speak, I had to come up with a recipe for how you how this introvert can go out there and network. How I can network effectively with other people without freaking out or without having to take doses of Prozac or some other drug. Because I don't like it. Uh, I don't like that typically what we refer to as networking is, um, well, it's, it's hanging out with a bunch of people, shaking a bunch of hands, a bunch of mild conversation. Uh, what what I teach is what we would call more of a strategic networking. It's very pointed. It's actually very easy to do. It's very comfortable even for that introvert. I know we've trained a lot of introverts to do it, and they excel. Uh, but, you know, whether you're introvert or extrovert, it doesn't matter. Being strategic on how you network. You certainly, there are, uh, there are lots of posts about networking. The, on this blog and on this podcast. So I'll, I'll put some links to them on the show notes. But that's what we will be talking about. That's what I was in Columbus, Georgia, talking about the other day is networking, and that's what I believe we will be in Tampa uh, talking through and uh, back in Knoxville, Tennessee. I believe they're all on the same general subject where networking is the key. You taking responsibility as your CEO. So all about networking. Now, as we begin this show, again, I want to welcome Sally to the show and thank her for her time. I've got her links. This is Sally Murray in the interview with Sally Murray, and I'm going to just tell you real quickly why I ask her. Um, Because this show is not quite like all of the others that uh, where I've done interviews and it's, you know, the people have gone through the calling exercise. Uh, Sally probably doesn't even know what that is. Uh, She's kind of found it accidentally. I think even before she found her first corporate job, she landed in something that just lit a fire under her and she fell in love with. And um, very unusual. Very, uh, you'll you'll hear in the interview, she doesn't, I, I don't think she truly understands uh, how a lot of us who found ourselves in corporate jobs we hate felt or feel. But Sally's going to talk also about some very, if you're an entrepreneur, and especially if you're an entrepreneur with some healthcare experience, the Agoscu clinics are a little weird in a good way. And I think it's really where the world of healthcare is going, of how they do business, how they operate how they market themselves, how they provide service, uh, how they view insurance and what they deal with insurance. Uh, You know, some very unique perspectives from just the business model of what Agoscu is doing in the world of healthcare. And I think what Agoscu is doing is where a lot of our healthcare clinics are heading uh, very quickly. Uh, The other thing is the kind of therapy that they deal with. might almost seem obvious as you discuss which as you listen to it but again if you if you have had any of these kind of aches and pains and arthritis and things that you just can't get rid of and you can't seem to get back to full function you know it's it's um it's so amazing how simple what they do is and yet so how powerful what they do is and it's um, not unlike some things that you might do with physical therapy. It's just so much more focused. Uh, I've done physical therapy 
speak highly of it, you know, for what they do. But this is so much more focused on solving the long-term problems. So with that, I'm going to now let us jump in and visit with Sally Murray of Egoscu. Right, welcome to the show today. With We are interviewing Sally Murray with the Egoscu Clinic in Atlanta. And I'm not going to give a lot of introduction here because I've already done most of the introduction, but I'm going to just talk, we're going to talk to Sally Murray and just find out what it is she's doing, uh, what is Egoscu, uh, and there'll be a spelling test at the end of this for anyone who's listening for how do you spell Egoscu, which will we'll straighten you out on that, and I will put a link to Egoscu and particularly to her clinic uh, on the show notes. But I just want to welcome Welcome you to the show, Sally. Thanks, Dale. Well, let me ask. Let me ask you because now, Sally, as I was telling you before, what we're doing on this show is we're we're talking about people, and the title of the show is "Company of One." And the spirit of the show is obviously that each of us are self-employed; that we're all working for ourselves. Even if I work for AT and T in a big monolithic organization, I'm serving. I'm serving a customer and providing an income, and that's the definition of a company. The unfortunate thing, and a lot of our, our listeners uh, and a lot of the clients I've worked with don't really like what they do for a living. They, they've gotten stuck in a job that, that make, they make a lot of money, or they make good money. Uh, they don't realize they make a lot of money because we're always keeping up with the Joneses, but they make a lot of money. I mean, they, and they, uh, they're, but there's something unfulfilling about their work. They're not excited about the Monday mornings. They're not excited to get to work. They don't feel like they're helping anybody. And, uh, and, and, and when I met you and you told your story about what you do and how, how you got involved, it, it was just, it was just so classic, you know, how you got involved. So if you will first tell me, for those of us who don't know what Egoscue is and what you do, can you give us a, you know, a, an overview of what this is? Sure. The Egoscu method um, was coming about from Pete Egoscu. He's our founder. And uh, basically, we're, we're a postural-based um, company. So most people that come to us have been going through chronic pain, or maybe they want to prevent injuries and things of that nature. So we're um, an approach to the body where we treat the body as a whole, as a unit. So we're not focused on just the symptom. We're focused on what's creating the symptom. So our whole goal is to treat the underlying cause of the problem. That way, you know, it's not a short-term fix. It's more of a um, long-term how to take care of your body, how to stay healthy, and stay away from future problems. So that comes into the posture part and the whole body working as a unit. We look at your joint position. So we don't just look at one area. We look at the entire body, and it's all based on alignment. So we really work on corrective exercises to allow the muscles to pull the bones in the correct position. So your body is able to function better, um, less friction. A lot of people come in here with arthritis. Um, so there's a reason for everything, and that's our whole goal is to get down to the basic balance of um, our design and our bodies. And that, that's great. And, I, and for those... Um I, I have, I mean, Sally is somebody I've gone to see, and uh, probably we've worked together over, well over 18 months, you know, it was actually over that, uh, 
that that Sally, Sally has been helping me to uh, sit up straight and more, all that stuff that I didn't listen to my mom that said. So Sally's straightening me out. Uh, I mean, but it's interesting what you say. I, I found Egoscue accidentally by a web search, and it's interesting what you what I've learned from you. You guys are not. I mean, in in the whole world of healthcare, how does uh, how does what makes you different than going to a physical therapist or going to uh, you know orthopedic guy or you know or something like that? What's what's different about Egoscue? Um, it's a good question, but um, it is very different. <clears throat> you know, the people will come to us for the same reasons of going to the orthopedic or the physical therapist. The biggest reason of how we're different is, again, we're not going after, most people come in here for symptom, but we're not going after the symptom. So if someone comes in here with a degenerative hip or a degenerative knee, most likely that's not the cause of the problem. So we're looking at it in a holistic approach approach from head to toe to see what's creating that degenerative hip, what's creating that degenerative knee. So we go more after treating the cause once again instead of just kind of putting a band-aid on the symptom. So it's totally different in that aspect. So um, you're, you're treated much differently than getting um, pain pills, than getting prescribed physical therapy, um, massage therapy, whatever it may be. So it's more of what can we do to get the body to correctly align itself to take care of the problem. And one of the things, I mean, the first thing that caught me different about y'all is is you don't take insurance. Y'all are, y'all are uh, which I love, I, by the way, I think that's the model that most, uh, I'll say the word careful, health care in the world and people in the world of health care. I think the Agoscu, you guys are on the leading edge of where everything is going. Mm -hmm. <laughs> for, those, for those people that are helping people with their health that are actually going to be profitable, I think that, I mean, do you, do you see that, that this is the way things are going? Yeah, I do agree with you, and the reason being is I don't, I don't know where healthcare exactly is going to go, but I think it's really going to come down to a personal responsibility of, for that, you know, instead of running to someone else to tell us how to do it. Um, and again, the whole not taking insurance you know, if we did take insurance, it kind of takes away what the, the medical world tells us what we can and can't do with our therapy. So it takes away with, with each person, how we work with them and what we're able to do with them. Yes, and I, I love that because I, when I came to see you first, uh, I had a doc that was, you know, saying, well, I, physical therapy won't help you for what, what, you, what you're dealing with. I mean, that's what he said, you know, I won't help you. We can do surgery on you and that will help you. Um, you know, I found anytime you ask a surgeon if, if surgery is the right answer, the answer is always yes. Uh, the uh, and friends of mine that are surgeons will agree with that. So, the the uh, but but one of the things that that you're doing uh, that kind of shocks me. I mean, if you do searches, um, I mean, I know a lot of people that I've told about Egoscue that have arthritis. Of knees, hips, you know, all kinds of things. Probably none of them have called. I, I don't know that, but uh, mm -hmm. it, it, because if you look on literature, if you look on Google searches, if you do all the things, anytime we have aches and pains, the answer is always there's no cure for this. There's nothing you can do for this. You can take drugs or you can wait till you need to get surgery. And it, it's, uh, it seems like for a lot of the things that you'll do, um, 
an uphill battle maybe you're I know with with me you probably have talked to me to you're blue in your face to your uh, trying to convince me that hey this works mm-hmm. and by the way you have convinced me Good. I'm not. I'm not. You know, 100% yet, but it's absolutely clear to me that uh, I can tell how much when you get out of whack in your posture, it, it makes you hurt. You know, in those places that you were hurting before. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this though. Okay. And because that this is this is why I kind of wanted to interview you is how did you because you have a job. Or I guess you're owner of this clinic, right? Correct. Okay. How did you, just tell me your background. How did you, what were you doing and what were you expecting to be doing for a living? And then how did you end up here? Mm-hmm. Well, um, growing up, I was in athletics. So I love sports. Um, I'd gone through personal injuries myself and I'd seen it with um, teammates, family members. So you know, my mind was kind of already set. I like sports. I like helping people. So what can I do? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go through the physical therapy route. So that was my plan. Um, you know, people are in pain, going through surgery, and I can help them kind of, you know, recover and get back to doing the things they wanted to do. So through my um, my undergrad, I was doing a physical a, a pre physical therapy route, kinesiology, exercise science. Through that, my senior year, I had to do an internship, and my professor was educating us on the Agassiz method. We had exams over it. We had to learn it. Um, I'd never heard of it before, so I had no clue what it was, and to be honest, I wasn't really interested. Um, (laughs) Because I came from a medical family, that's the route I kind of wanted to go. Um, So I came up to Atlanta to do a three-month internship, started to go through the process, and to understand the process... I had to pretend I was a client and go through it. Well, I had dealt with I've gone through an ACL reconstruction when I was 19. You know, I've been to every doctor about my headaches and just said it's tension headaches. Take this pill, do this, do that. Well, never really helped. So basically at a young age, mid-20s, I just said, all right, I'm just going to have headaches. That's just the way, the way it is. Um... After going through the process and about two weeks of going through Egoscu, I didn't have a headache anymore. So it really kind of blew my mind. And to be honest, I thought it was too good to be true. And um, the more I saw folks going through the internship, I'd see clients coming in here, already had surgery, still in pain. You know, so it really made me realize, how is Egoscu different from physical therapy? Why aren't certain physical therapists helping these people that we're seeing in here? They're coming to see us as a last resort. So the more I understood of taking care of, you know, the root cause of that imbalance and that surgery is not necessarily going to fix that imbalance, it may fix the pain short term, I just fell in love with it because it was, it was rewarding for me as a client or an intern to go through it. So I just, I, I wanted to share that with other people. So um, at that point in time, when I graduated, I said, hey, I'm going to go this Egoski route, you know, not go through the PT route and uh, see how that was offered a job into my internship and um, been here ever since. So it's been almost eight years now. Now, now you kind of broke up there a minute. When you said you had headaches, are, were they, were they, this is just a curiosity, were they the migraine type things that, 
Is that yeah. what you were, you were always told? or? Well, yeah. I had, had, I had a headache almost every day for years. The migraines happened about once or twice a month. Yeah. And so I was told that it was, you know, are you, ha are you stressed? You know, it's a tension headache. Because um, they did x-rays in my eyes to make sure there wasn't, you know, to rule out any tumors or anything, pressing on things. Um, they did nutritional. If you have allergies, maybe that can create your symptom. So, um you know, that's basically what I was told. You know, there's nothing wrong with you. You shouldn't have a headache. Try not to stress as much. Um, so that was kind of the answer I was given. So I just kind of dealt with it because I had no idea you could do anything else. I had no idea how to release the tension, you know, of the blood going to my brain. And, you know, it's, it's, um, I just was not educated on that. Even all the education on kinesiology and mechanics of the body I didn't know that posture could play such a huge role in your pain and in your symptoms. Now, now the reason I picked up on that is, is from a, from me, from a career business owner perspective. I mean, you, there's two things that I I see, and I'm not a medical. I, I don't do you know I don't do anything that involves blood or people. You know, so <laughs> I don't want anything to do with it. But but yet I see. I see a lot of arthritis, you know, people that will say they have arthritis and some show symptoms. And then I see a lot of people, uh, and it seems like especially women that just have headaches that all the, like you said, almost every day. Uh, I don't know what, what that is. Um, and then, you know, there is the, there's some of these drugs that I see a lot of them take that are just kind of wax you out, you know, just, and you've probably experienced some of those. It, yes. it, it gets so bad, you pretty much wipe yourself out for the day. Um, but as I come to you, I mean, how does that seem to you that you are able to help these people that the medical profession, and I, I'm not going to say they don't help them, but they don't address the real, they don't really help, they just relieve symptoms. And, right. and you are making symptoms, I mean, through what y'all are doing, you're making the things go away. Is that fair? Yeah, that is fair. I mean, how how is that? How is that when you go back to your medical family? <laughs> do, do they think you're a heretic? <laughs> yeah, at first they were kind of like, "Wait a minute, what is she doing? What's a tigaskima? That doesn't even sound right." That's kind of how how probably how chiropractic sounded at the very beginning, right? That's right. Mm -hmm. And chiropractors do a lot of good, you know, with a line in the body. But it is a totally different perspective, and you don't want to go against the medical world and, you know, how they treat people. We, we need medicine, you know. But, you know, in a lot of cases, if, if there's, a, there's a reason for everything, so if we can figure that out, that's the key, you know, and fix that, <clears throat> correct that. Yeah, I was reading somewhere that the, uh, I think it was back aches or back pain was one of the number one causes for doctor visits. I don't know if that's still the case. Um, and yet a lot of those, I, you see a lot of that too, I'm assuming. just Majority. Mm -hmm. Is that the majority of your clients? It is. Lower back pain, herniated disc. Yeah. Yeah, because mm -hmm. that just seems, uh, it seems like nobody escapes that. And and uh, I I just remember reading that that was the big thing. It, it now, do you bu you bought this clinic? Is that right? It is a franchise. Mm-hmm. Again. Okay. Now, how how do you see? And maybe it's not. Is your day different than the? I mean, you see a lot of people that are corporate people too. Obviously, you see 
you're you're in Atlanta and, and uh, surrounded by lots of corporate uh, positions there. Does your day? Do you feel like your day is any different than theirs? Hmm. Well, sure. One is I probably don't have to sit as much as they do, or travel, or sit in a plane or sit in a car. I'm I'm, I'm taking a little different perspective on you, maybe. So I mean, yes. Yeah, so you're not you're not because your job is kind of up and around helping people. You know, even as they come into your clinic. But it's interesting. You don't travel as much. Yet, don't you have clients all over? I mean, I know I'm a hundred and what, 150 miles away from you? Mm-hmm. And we've met personally once. Right. And talked on the phone and Skyped, well, I don't know how many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, do, do you have clients that are a long way away? I mean, is that typical for you? or? Um, we do. I mean, we have about 23 franchises right now in the United States and two in Japan. So, um, you know, some people around the surrounding areas that can't sit in a car for four or five hours to come visit us, we do Skype appointments. So it does allow us to connect and to, to help those people individually. Which, uh, that's what we were saying before, is y'all are, y'all are, I think, very unique in that, too. Because to, I remember when you told, him, told me that, hey, you know, you don't have to drive over here, Dale. We can do, we can, in this because we're doing exercises, we're doing physical stuff, and uh, I was thinking, that doesn't even make sense to do what you do over Skype. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about it. You know, you think about going to the gym or something, or going, you know, in Skype, really. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it works. You know, yeah, that's, uh, a, that's a cool thing about Egoski. We want to make it doable for you at home. You know, there's not a ton of equipment that you need. You may need some floor space and a wall or a pillow. So we really want to make it doable for our clients so they can get the job done so they can actually see results. So how, how long have you been doing Agoski? Almost eight years now. Almost eight, 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 eight years. years. Do you still find it? What, what's your Monday like? You're, dri- you're driving into your office. You know, is it, what's that thought going on in your head? Is it because I'll tell you what the normal American maybe you've never experienced this, Sally. The normal American is is uh, and and I say this sincerely. If you look at the data, uh, the survey data and everything, the normal American hates Mondays. They, I mean, all the jokes we make about Monday is, is absolutely true. There's more heart attacks on Monday than any other day. They hate you, you know uh, as as my wife says. You know, people live for Friday. So they can have Saturday, and then they hate Sunday because it leads to Monday. You know, and that's that's the normal American life. So, you know, one of the questions we always ask people is, "What did your Monday look like when you're driving in, or you're you're preparing to go to work? How do you feel?" So, how how does how does Sally feel? <laughs> uh, I feel good. I'm alive and well, first of all. But um, no. See, on a serious note, as far as coming to work, if you want to, you know, call it work or your job, whatever you know, kind of floats your boat on that aspect. It, every day is new for us because it's different people coming in. So it kind of leads us into, okay, when this person comes in, they're going to be different from last week. So it keeps us on our toes. Um, we don't really know. We know what to expect. expect our clients to be better and, you know, progressing, but they're always different. So it, 
my coworkers at 7.30. We're going to talk about how the week went, you know, then, then go to your cubicle and do the same thing, making phone calls, whatever it may be. So I guess the, the thing that excites me the most and that I love the most about Egoski is that every single person's different. And every time we see them, it's different. So we always have to think outside the box. It's not, okay, this person has knee pain. All right, we're going to do these five exercises to get their quad strong. You know, it's a totally different realm of thinking. So, you know, I think that keeps you out of the constant same thing day after day. And I'm not saying that's all for corporate jobs. But yeah. <clears throat> just from working through college and then, you know, being somewhere like Egoscue, it's, it's different. And you deal with different personalities, different relationships every day. So that kind of keeps it exciting, too. And, you know, when you know that something works and that you could help someone, I think there's a sense of um, comfort and peace within us to encourage and to coach these people that we work with and say, hey, I know you're having a tough time, but you can get through it. You know, it's an encouragement to see people progress and have success with it. And that's what really drives me with Egoski. Huh. I mean, it, it's interesting you say that because one of the things that, about the medical profession, and, and, I, and most, most doctors really don't like this, is they don't have any time to talk to patients, to the people they're helping. And even the physical therapists, you know, I've pulled hamstrings and things like that and been to physical, and been, they've been very helpful, but there's not that, uh, you know, it's, it's almost like you said, it's this protocol. you got a pulled hamstring, here's the five things we're going to do. We don't really have time to to work you through mentally, uh, and I know you've told me that many times, that a lot of this is a mental game, you know, kicking your head around, believing things work. And um, and y'all are, I mean, I don't know if you're unusual in that, or all your clinic, or you're operating as the typical Egoscue, that you spend so much time talking to people. It is either that, or you're just going to change your number, and so I can't call you anymore. <laughs> But is that typical that you talk to people so much? It is. And that's one of the, um, the cool things about it, too, is that we're just so big on connecting with you guys and really understanding what your goals are. So we do spend, you know, an hour, you know, or two hours or whatever it needs to get the job done. So, you know, people that come see us, they want to feel better or they want to get their goals met. So if we don't do that, they're unhappy, we're not happy, you know, we're in a word of mouth. Um, business so it really doesn't do anybody good so um, it's really important to spend that time with each and every person that we work with yeah you, you, you've told me that before you, you do no advertising um, we really don't just as far as you know our books that we do uh, website but the majority is all word-of-mouth referrals yeah and I know I know uh, your cohort in, in Nashville he does a blog and but as far as that and you said one of them had a radio show for some time uh, Pete Goss used to run a radio show oh, for Pete, a year. Pete did so. too, okay. Mm -hmm. So we have the radio show. Um, a couple of our clinics have blogs. Now we have two apps on your smartphones that you can get there for people to see testimonials and kind of relate to um, what they're going through and how Igoski has helped them. I mean, that, that, as a, I, I really like that business model. One of the in our in our graduate program that we do that you, you probably don't know a whole lot about, Sally, but we, we deal with professional people. We do almost no, you know, as we looked at the data the other day, you know, it's well over 60% of the people coming to our program come through alumni. Mm -hmm. And it's really weird how 
we have raving fans instead of, hey, you know, we'll show up and pay you some bucks, you know. Um, and I'm guessing that's probably what you guys have got. You, uh, yeah. Just the money payment system and the referral system and the fact that you have, what do you say, 26 around the, 23 franchises? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't get that through. <laughs> you don't get that through just mediocre stuff. Well, you know, we don't want to hard. You don't want to hard sell anyone. It's their choice of how they want to live their life. And you know, Egoscue does take a little commitment, as you know. Yeah. You know, if the person's not ready or doesn't want to do these exercises every day, then maybe it's not for them. But um, kind of going back. Well, do you believe your body can get better? All right. Well, here's the tools to do it. Would you like to go ahead and start? Yeah, because I actually know people, and I'm sure you do too. That. They would just as soon have surgery as to work. Yeah. Uh, and uh, to me, that's insane. But you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, to you know, spend a little time. But anyway, that's them. Well, let me let me just kind of follow up and just ask you. It's, so I, I know you've got stuff to do, but just ask you a couple of simple questions. That one of the things we we try to tell people to do is a reverse interview process. Is if they're looking for a job, or let's say I'm thinking about opening an Agoscu clinic myself. So I might contact Sally or. or or some of the other owners to learn what your life is like. And so one of the some the questions that we tell people to ask them is, you know, hey, what do you love and what do you hate about what you do? So so what's that for what's that for you in Atlanta? You mean as far as the Gosky and the work that we do here? Yeah, yeah, about what you do. What do what do you love and what do you hate about it? <laughs> Hate's a strong word. <laughs> <laughs> you can define it any way you want. I know. Well, you know, what I love about it is that it's rewarding. Um, it's rewarding for me to see people get well. It's rewarding for the clients that we work with. So, and it's rewarding in a way that people get their life back. Um, people are encouraged. They That quality of life, you know, increases. So that's very valuable to have in your life personally to go through it. And then personally working with um, these people who are just... You know, need that little extra spark to get back to the things they love and just um, being happy where they are in their life. Um, that's what I love most about it is helping people. And then it's something I can teach them for them to do it long term. Um, the thing that I hate, hmm, that's a good question. <laughs> taxes? <laughs> you mean business taxes or? Yeah. I'm just kidding. Um, well, I would be, I'd agree with you on that one, but... Okay. The dislikes, I'm not sure, to be quite honest with you. You know, maybe a tough part would be knowing that you can help people, but maybe they're just not ready, and that's not, not anything to get frustrated about, but it's, you know, something that you just want to keep educating others to know that, hey, you, you can get through this if you, if you take that shot, if you take that step to get better. Um, so to be honest, there's not really anything that I hate about Egoscue or what, what I do for a living or anything that we do in the clinic. That's why I feel so fortunate and so blessed to be doing this type of work. Yeah, you're a minority. I mean, seriously, you know, in the if you look at our culture, and, and it, which is bizarre because we are in a free country and, you know, we're all fairly wealthy. Uh, you know, even the, the, you know, the middle class are fairly wealthy. And, and everybody pretty much has a choice of so many opportunities, and yet they all... Seriously, most people hate their work. Mm-hmm. That's just you know that's not me. That's just raw data. And uh, so yeah, you're that's 
that's an anomaly. Of course, it is probably your viewpoint helps. Uh, yeah, I mean, you've got to look at it of, hey, do I want to, you know, make two or three hundred thousand dollars a year and not be happy, or do I want to make less than that and make a difference? So it really does come down to the person. You know, we're all a little wired differently, but um. You know, it's, I, I almost felt guilty when at a young age to feel, oh, actually, what I do. You know, in our society, it's, you know, get in after college, get you a job, kind of figure out who you are, figure out what you want to do that really brings you happiness. And, um, you know, I, I found that personally early on. So it was, um, it was a huge blessing. Yeah, most people don't find, never find it, just yeah. quite frankly. Well, let me ask you, let me ask you this question, and, and, uh, as, as a business owner, they're doing as a Goscue. You know what? What is it that keeps you awake at night? What? What's holding your business back? I mean, what, what, what's your, what's your personal pain point in terms of your business? Yeah, you know what? That <clears throat> it can be a factor when you do run a clinic and you are a therapist, and that you do have other therapists um, or interns in your clinic. You know, it is very important to put that time management into the people learning or into the people that are therapists and also the time being put into the business itself. So with Egoscu and a lot of the therapists and the franchise owners that you may speak with, you know, their love comes first from helping the people. You know, the business has to run, of course, so you do have to manage that out pretty well. So that, that may be the only thing of, you know, most of our energy goes to taking care of clients in that relationship and then may, maybe managing that part of, you know, the business aspect, finding that balance is maybe a, um, a point that I can put out there. And do you normally work a lot of hours? I mean, is it, because I've talked to you after hours before, is it, mm -hmm. do you find your days are eight or nine hours typically, or is it kind of hit and miss? Hit and miss. You know, in the beginning when I, you know, started to kind of take on that responsibility of running a franchise, you know, there's more things you have to do in the beginning to get yourself set up, more time put into the business. Um, but, you know, at this point, you do learn how to do that time management and what's overworking, so you still like what you do. You know, so you've got it, you know, one day maybe nine hours, another day maybe eight, five, four. It really just depends on, you know, how busy you are, what you need to get done, and how you kind of keep that balance with staying excited about what you're doing. Okay. Well, I'll, I will just say, you know, from a somebody who's a client of yours, and I mean, is uh, you've been you've been extremely helpful, and not just in the, you know, uh, and it's not just the the methodology and everything. It's it's also the the heart of caring about people, mm -hmm. and, and where they come about. I mean, it's really extremely helpful because some people like me are analytical, and you can't beat into their brain anything. And I, I realize I'm not the only one. Fortunately or unfortunately, you know that you know it's, it's. I would think it's very challenging to do that, and I think y'all do. From the couple of Agoscu clinics I've talked to you mostly, but I've talked to some others, John up in Nashville, a little mm -hmm. bit. Just that heart of service is just so embedded into your. Uh, it seems like into the philosophy of the company. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm thinking when you guys get together, it's got to, it's got to be a lot of energy. <laughs> Do you all do you all ever get together? Oh yeah, we try to do it quarterly. We're actually going to Nashville in a month here next month. Okay. Yeah. I mean, is that true? Is it really a lot of, um, you know, just 
I mean, whenever I hang around positive people, mm -hmm. it's fun. Right. Well, we do have a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> we like to put the fun and functional. Good. <laughs> now, you've got to have fun in what you're doing because that is going to portray to the people that you're around. And, you know, you can only hide so long what you like or what you don't like. It is, is eventually going to come out. So, yeah. And if you do enjoy what you do, what you're doing, and you want to have fun with it, you know, it's kind of contagious. I think we're all humans like that. How much? Just and you, you may not know the answer to this, but just your guess. Just the fact that the most American, most of us sitting out here, most people listening to this aren't. They'll tell me things like, "Dale, I don't mind my job," which mm -hmm. which translates to, "I hate my job." I've learned that those words, you know, wor the words coming out of your mouth say a lot about you. And and most people really d would rather be doing something else. How much of that do you think shows up in my neck tension, my back tension, my migraine headaches, that they end up seeing you or somebody else? I mean, do, do you think there's a connection? Absolutely. Um, it's a huge percentage, a big percentage of the stresses that we go through and how it relates to our musculoskeletal pain. Because, you know, when our body's in balance, whether it's due to stress, whether it's due to nutrition, whether it's due to emotional factors, or, you know, whatever we may be going through, we may hold our tension there. So if we go into a job every day where, you know, it's all right, kind of just going through the motions, you know, we can kind of get stuck, hold our symptoms in certain places or where our body's almost congested, if you will. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a they actually can go hand in hand. I know when I when I had a job at when I was working with Bell South, which is a great company they were, but it just it was not a personal fit for me, and so it was extremely personally stressful. I had multitude of health conditions, most mostly that were not there. Mm -hmm. You know, the doctors would be well. There's nothing wrong with you, Dell. You're you're just. And one doctor actually told me he says it's all in your head. You know, which uh, fortunately I I actually kind of believed him. <laughs> You know, most most time we hear that, but right. I, I see those kind of things. Uh, you know, myself, I see people that are sick or you know seeing issues, and it seems like something. I guess you could tell people to quit their job, but that probably is not professional for work. <laughs> that's that's not part of the Agassiz methodology. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> well, okay, Sally. Well, I've taken up a lot of. We've been on here forty but, minutes um, or so. Um, uh, thank you for being here. Thank you for helping. Uh, let, let me ask you this. How would people get in touch with you or it, it, websites or anything? What's, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you if they want to learn more about Egoscue? Yeah, they could visit um, Egoscue.com. That'll give a, um, you know, some feedback on Egoscue, what it is, how it works, and all of our clinics are listed there. So you can go to each city. Our phone number contact information is there. So, um, you know, phone's great, email's fantastic, or if you're in a bookstore and you want to read a little bit more, you can get pain-free by Pete Egoski. You can order online as Amazon.com, you know, or your Kindle. But, um, yeah, call us. We'd love to talk to you. Is, is pain-free the prominent book now? I know he's got multiple, uh, but that's kind of the that's kind of the staple for what y'all are doing. Now. Is that yeah, correct? it's our bestseller. Um okay. The Egoski Method of Health Through Motion is actually Pete Egoski's first book, um, but pain-free is the most popular. You know, people have pain, they want to realize, they want to read what it's about, then go to that section to get help. Yeah. And um, that, that might be where I found out. I forget how I found you guys, but that may be it. Um, 
I'll I will put a link to all of these in the show notes for the for the rest of us who cannot spell Egoscue. Usually, when I tell people Egoscue, they're like, "Can you spell that for me?" So, uh, but it's just ego and S C U E, right? There you go. Yeah, That's so all it is. It's pretty pretty simple once you've done it. Um, okay. Well, thank you so much for being here, and uh, we'll we'll get you this. Uh, uh, we will post this for for those listening. We'll post this up, up and it will be on the show notes. All right. Well, I appreciate you, Dale. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Sally, for being part of this show today. I hope that was uh, eye-opening for you. Uh, Again, in all three accounts, the uh, how somebody, you know, just uh, another example of somebody who loves her job, probably an example of something that you don't even know exists uh, if you're like most of us. uh, I know that I've found several people be uh, that are clients of Agoscu. Those of you that listen to Michael Hyatt, you know, might be interested to know that he's uh, worked with the Agoscu Clinic, John Elder, in, in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, and uh, speaks very highly of them. Also, so you'll find a lot of great testimonies for what these guys do. Um, and there's only 26 clinics around the country, so the, I mean, just to, again, bringing out some of the points of how they operate how they do business and their use of Skype and their technology and their business, uh, their therapy, number two, the kind of therapy that they provide. And, you know, obviously the reason I asked her to be on here originally was just because uh, of her passion for what she does, that uh, she really loves her work and what she does. So thank you so much for being part of this. You can get this on iTunes. This is episode number 27 of Company of One. And you can find that also at delcallahan.com slash 27. You'll get the uh, link there to the show notes, which have links back to Agoscu and uh, some of the other things that we discussed in the show, including the Pain-Free Living book by Pete Agoscu. Uh, that's a, a best-selling book that describes. It doesn't do justice to what they do. I will say that, but it certainly gets you started and um, and um, help you to understand what's going on with that. Again, if you have questions, uh, feel free to email me at dale at dalecallahan.com, and you have a place on the show that for those of you that like leaving messages, uh, I always enjoy getting these the voicemail messages. Uh, you know, a technology is just so different. You get a voicemail mes- message now through a website and to email. And if you just go to the uh, leave a message there on the right-hand side of the blog at dalekellyhand.com, you'll see a floating thing there about send me a message. You can also reach me on Twitter, and uh, that's at dalekellyhand. And, and look, I just uh, think this show is for you. This show is for those people uh, like yourself who are out there that may be looking for something. Maybe you're already in something you love and you just need something to encourage other people. If you know somebody who's struggling, um, if you know somebody who is uh, looking for kind of finding their own way, finding a job that they love, finding something they care about, send this to them. Send this and and. and and I've got the links to a couple of other ones that, that are where we've interviewed some people like Brian Rabin and Paul McGuire and they're also send it to them. I mean, we all need encouragement. I, I think a lot of us just need to realize there are options. I mean, that's really all it amounts to. There's options and it's completely in our control whether we take those options or not. 
So signing off for today, I'm heading uh, out to Richmond in a couple of days again to speak. So if you're in the PMI in Richmond, come say hello and, uh, and, and, and tell me that you've, you heard this here. But for today, let's go make something happen.